Welcome to Funny Stories to Tell in the Dark, a quick comedic moment for when the world is on fire. I'm Julie Sensulo. You probably have already guessed this, but I was very involved with my college radio station. I think this is obvious because overproducing a storytelling podcast that only a few hundred people listen to is kind of the natural extension of being a mediocre radio DJ when you were 18. Like, this whole podcast basically screams, I spend hours in a basement playing indie records and telling all one, maybe two, of my listeners that they were going to love this next track. That's why I'm really excited for today's story from Anne Gutridge. It's about, you guessed it, it's about college radio. Here's Anne. When I got to college, I was really interested in being involved in college radio. Anne's college radio station was called KRLX-FM, but if you say it out loud, it sounds like KRLX-FM. You've been listening to KRLX 88.1 FM out of Northfield, Minnesota, a service of Carleton College. You can listen online... Shortly after joining, she started hosting her own show with two of her friends. We had a radio show at 3 to 5 in the morning on the Wednesday. It was kind of horrible. The station ran 24 hours a day, with student DJs each hosting a show one or two hours at a time, usually once a week. Generally, freshmen and sophomores were granted less desirable time slots, whereas juniors and seniors had better times, hence Anne's 3 a.m. show when she was a freshman. Anne initially joined the station thinking it would be a good way to make friends, but after a while, she started to take radio more seriously. Got really interested did an NPR internship, and I was like, okay, yeah, radio, I want to do this. Anne wanted to do something to become more involved with running the station. And to her, that meant joining the elite 12-person governing body of Carol X, known as the Board of Directors. Which was, like, kind of an exclusive, like, cool kids club at Carleton. As a former college radio director myself, I can tell you that the board of directors of any college radio station is basically comprised of the same type of people. As individuals, they're all kind of dorky and quiet and wear big sweaters and always have that huge pair of headphones around their neck. But according to the laws of youth, we all know what happens when you put a group of dorky kids in a room together and give them just a little bit of power. They become cool. Really cool. And Anne thought she had what it took to become one of them. I was like, pretty cool, I thought. That's right, Anne. The best way to convince people you're cool is to constantly insist that you're cool. Right? Okay, you know what? I'm not like infamous. I'm not famous, but I have my friends. People know who I am. Don't worry, she's got more. I was in a cover band. I'm the lead singer in a band that does covers of Beyonce. Like, not that I can sing like Beyonce. Please do not quote me on that. But... All right, are you convinced yet? You know, it's an 11-person band. We're kind of cool. So Anne, cool cover band frontin' Anne, decided to apply for the most important the most high-profile position on the Carol X Board of Directors. Well, the only position that was really open that I saw myself 
having a chance of getting was to be the compliance director. Don't let the title fool you. The compliance director is definitely one of the cooler roles. You're responsible for following FCC guidelines. So if someone swears on the radio, if someone does a political thing or makes an advertisement, you're the one who has to be the heavy, do the talking to. What's more cool than enforcing the rules? We did an all-DJ meeting at the beginning of every term, and so everyone in the board goes through and does a little presentation, and the compliance director is the only one who has a whole PowerPoint. The only thing cooler than enforcing the rules might actually be a PowerPoint. A PowerPoint with bad words on it. You know, and you get to say the seven dirty words together so that you don't say them on air. Let's all go back to our college radio days for a moment, and let's say the seven bad words together for posterity. They are... Shit, piss, fuck, cock, cunt, motherfucker, because that's apparently separate from fuck, and lastly, good ol' tits. And so, thanks to Anne's cover band street cred, her penchant for remembering seven bad words, and the fact that no one else applied for the job, Anne Gutridge became Carol X's compliance director as a sophomore. It's a thankless job, but somebody's got to do it, and I guess that is me. And there was one more very important part of the compliance director's job. Because Carol X was streaming live 24 hours a day and seven days a week, someone had to be in the studio at all times. Well, so you can't leave the booth unless someone else shows up after you. If a DJ ever missed their show, if they sleep through their show, if they have a homework assignment they forgot about and they skip their show, I was the one who had to either show up to the studio or figure out who else could cover the show. So my number was listed in the station year round. So DJs could call her anytime, even the middle of the night, to say that the next DJ hadn't shown up. You were on call 24-7. There were a few times sophomore year where I lived across campus, where I was biking across campus at four in the morning. You might say that the compliance director is responsible for covering everyone's asses, but a compliance director might not use such harsh language. The compliance director kind of saves people's butts. Spoken like a true compliance director, Anne. Anne made it through sophomore year as the compliance director and she decided to take the role on again the following year. Here we go, let's keep doing this. I like being on the board. I like having this involvement in the community. Anne was settling in to her place on the board of directors. But I also really liked the idea of kind of being a part of the group that brought other people into the community. Because it brought me so much joy, I liked the fact that I could be a part of someone else's opportunity to to do that. By her junior year, Anne's dorm room was in the same building as the station, so covering an occasional missed show seemed much less daunting. Until one night, spring term, an instance happened. This is Saturday night also when this specific instance happened. Anne was hanging out with her friends. Just doing my thing. I think I had a radio show that night. I don't think I went to a party, but we were just probably doing Saturday night college things. Saturday nights are precious in college. I feel like Saturday night is one of the only times at Carleton that I was like, I'm not going to think about homework. Because all day Saturday, all day Sunday, 
I'm working and Saturday night's like, okay, this is me time. I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to do what I want with my friends, with the people I choose to be with, not my classmates. Anne's me time was about to get interrupted. And I get a call from a number I do not know. And my stomach just like, my heart probably was like, no. What's worse than a stomach like, and a heart like, no? Basically sounds like a pop ballad. It was just like a feeling of dread. Anne picks up the phone. I kind of knew who it was. I kind of knew what was going to happen when this person picked up the phone. And lo and behold, it was the DJ in the studio. The DJ calling Anne had just finished their show. And they couldn't leave the studio until the next person arrived. They were like, Anne, so-and-so missed their show again. Now, DJ so-and-so, as I'm going to call him, had already missed two shows that semester. He had already interrupted two of Anne's Saturday nights. I should say that we have a three-strike policy. So if you miss your show three times, you are no longer allowed to do a show by yourself because you've proven that you don't have the responsibility of showing up once a week to host a radio show. And really, if you don't have the responsibility to show up to host your college radio show once a week, what do you have the responsibility to do? Like I said, I was very involved with college radio, so I have an unusually strong reaction to this, but what type of person would even think about missing their college radio show three times? What type of person would even do that? You know when you're talking about people and you're like, oh yeah, that person. Oh yeah, that person. Surely, I thought, DJ so-and-so was and forever would be a perpetual ball dropper. I asked Anne what he was up to now, hoping to prove my point. Oh, I could certainly look him up. Um, We didn't learn much. Let's see. But we learned a few key things. Okay. Outfitting interpreter? Oh, he's from Texas? Did not see that coming. Yeah. Eagle Scout? Wow, that's a shocker. That is a shocker. An Eagle Scout is the highest rank one can achieve as a member of the prestigious Boy Scouts of America. I don't know when the last time you googled Principles of the Boy Scouts was, but I googled it today, and I can tell you that the number one tenet of the Boy Scouts is that a scout must always be trustworthy. Which sounds to me like a scout must always show up on time for their college radio show. The Boy Scouts are a bedrock of our nation's ideals and our weird thing about masculinity. So not only was alleged Eagle Scout DJ so-and-so failing Carol X, but he was also failing America. Which I'm sure explains why Anne's reaction was so extreme. I talked to my friend about this the other night to jog my memory a little bit, and she said that I was just so upset that I was like could not stop ranting it was just like oh my god I have to go okay we're here we go let's do it Anne walked to the radio station to relieve the DJ who called her Anne gets the booth 
begins playing music to pass the time, and as she waits, she becomes more and more upset about DJ so-and-so's lack of trustworthiness. If you're gonna have a radio show, put an alarm on your phone or something so that you don't forget. But I think a lot of people thought like, oh, I'll go to a party and then I'll bring my friends to the radio show and we'll all hang out and it'll be fun and hilarious because we'll be drunk or whatever. And I just really was very fed up with that kind of thing. Come on, dude. It's my night. What are you doing? Halfway through the scheduled show, Anne hears the door to the station open. So the way the radio is set up, it's it's in a studio and there's a door that you have to open from the main hallway. So you kind of hear the door before you see the person. So you hear the door and you're like, okay, here they are. DJ so-and-so walked into the studio. And he was just like, hey. But no amount of elongating the word hey could stop Anne from laying down the law. So, I'm sorry, Mr. So-and-so. You know I'm gonna have to, like, kick you out, right? DJ So-and-so accepted his punishment. So he was like, no, no, I get it, you're right. And so it was kind of a moment between us where we were both like, neither of us wants this. We just, that's how it goes. You signed kind of, well, you didn't sign anything, but you agreed to the terms and you let us down. and let him know that he would be receiving an official termination email. I'll send an email, but this is kind of it. Okay. Sorry. It was kind of an underwhelming, but like, I would say it was a somber moment. And that is how Anne came to kick a DJ out of Carol X, Carleton College Radio. Although actually, he didn't really get kicked out. And of course, we made it so that they could have a show with someone else. Um, They just can't have it be alone, so. Which is a great reminder that we live in a society which will go through great lengths to find loopholes for men who continue to let us all down. In the end, DJ so-and-so's only punishment was he had to get a co-host. But as for Anne, she would go on to kick out several more DJs over the course of her tenure as compliance director. Or at least ask them to get co-hosts too. And now looking back, I'm like, what? Who, who cares? This is Northfield, Minnesota. It's not a big town. It's not a big deal. But at the time, college radio seemed so important. Have you ever had that much power since? No. I'm always taking story suggestions if you would like to tell me a story for this show. You can reach out with stories to at funny stories in the dark on Instagram. Also on my Instagram, I've posted some slides from Anne's PowerPoint that she shared with all new DJs. It's really funny. She's actually a great PowerPoint designer, so you should go check that out. Maybe someday I'll make a social media account that isn't Instagram for this show, but that's a problem for later. Until next time, thanks for listening. Hmm, is that my defining moment of my college career? (laughs) I hope not.